What rates as insane in the paranormal world today? We'll talk about it on this episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. Is everybody ready for the Mind Dog to make the show? Welcome, my friends, to yet another episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. I'm Matt Napo. Thanks for coming. It's great to have you here, as always. I'm expecting some technical difficulties tonight. I'm not sure why. The wife is not home yet, and I know when the wife comes home, the dogs are going to bark and all hell's going to break loose. And I'm probably going to have to cover for a second with a commercial or <laughs> something while I calm, calm this ship down here for a minute. And when I do, uh, all hell is going to break loose, especially they've done some changes to the platform today. So who knows? We might have some technical difficulties. Um, And most of you know, (laughs) if you watch the show at all or listen to the show at all, um, basically doing the podcast, uh, doing the live streams, kind of like therapy for me, except uh, generally if you're going to a therapist and you're spilling your gut, there aren't a lot of people listening to it. Now, uh, A couple of days ago, my brother Mike called me up. He's in North Carolina, and uh, he said, oh, by the way, um, my friends are really enjoying listening to your show, at which point I just, uh (laughs) uh-oh. And I said to him, "Um, well, I guess I better watch what I say. He said, yeah, you mean like uh, when you said that I was a a criminal and mom and dad were both criminals, and that's why you left home at 14 because uh, mom and dad were in jail and the cops were about to take me? It's like, well, yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but actually, to my credit, I did not say that on this podcast. I said that as a guest on Jerry Brazzy's podcast. And as a matter of fact, after the podcast was over, I did say that I probably shouldn't be a guest on podcasts anymore, although I have been on, on several, because I am uh, what Ralph Cramden would call a blabbermouth. Um, basically no filter and and the shit just flows. And so I say a lot of stuff that could not necessarily reflect badly on me because I don't really give a shit about me, but people I care about. And although the statute of limitations has run out on a a lot of things I might be talking about, uh, it's still, it's still a difficult thing for me to kind of stifle myself and not tell the uh, the real story behind all this stuff. So um, yesterday, uh, I'm not sure how many people in the audience know who Gad Sad is. He's a very far right wing commentator. Yeah, uh, you know, he's got a uh, he's a professor in Montreal, uh, and he's got a podcast, and he's got a book out, and he's got a YouTube channel, and he's very pro pro QAnon leaning. Uh, guy, uh, he's along the lines of a Jordan Peterson guy. Anyway, saw a video with him talking to a uh, young lady who I had seen on one of the podcasting sites where podcasters collaborate and you be on each other's shows. And I invited the girl on, the woman, young woman, uh, because she seemed to be uh, very much agreeing with Pod. She had read, uh, got Gad, she had read his book and was agreeing wholeheartedly on every, everything he was commenting on. And I thought, well, since he's dodging me and won't come on here and uh, give me a real 
uh, healthy conversation about some of the things that he proposes. Maybe I get her. So I invite her on the show. Uh, and after she said, sure, I'll be on your show, I did some further research on it. Turns out she's a pretty big porn star. <laughs> Uh, I did not know that when I booked there, but I think that makes everything else a little more interesting. A very conservative right-wing porn star. So uh, I look forward to that conversation. I will let you know when when we actually have a date for that, but it's looking like it's going to be happening pretty soon. Uh, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily equate porn stars and conservative. Uh, I never did. I never thought of that as a conservative value, especially it's not the conservative Christian right that I know about. Anyway, tonight we're going to talk about paranormal stuff. And as you know, if you know me and you follow me and, and you know my history at all, I started my first radio show in 1988, strictly devoted to paranormal stuff. And I've had people on who were um, pretty extreme in their belief system and the things they believed in. I had uh, Preston Nichols, who wrote the Montauk Project on, and he brought uh, Ed Al Balick, who claimed to be on the Philadelphia Experiment ship with his soulmate, soul transfer, Duncan Cameron, who they, they said they were the same person. They were split by the Philadelphia Experiment. Their soul was split into two bodies. So I've had people like that on. I've had, uh, you know, lots of ghost people, UFO people, Bigfoot people, all that kind of stuff. That stuff is kind of tame, 35 some odd years later, 33 years later. Uh, but my guest tonight hosts a podcast that is dedicated to that stuff, and it's called The Utterly Insane po Podcast. And I think uh, by today's standards, uh, all that paranormal stuff is now normal uh, because there's a super uh, para, 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 paranormal, super duper extra uh, double probation paranormal, like uh, the stuff QAnon and uh, um, those people are spreading right now, which uh, just blows away any of the stuff that I think of, used to think of as paranormal UFO research and all that kind of stuff. But it should be an interesting talk. We'll find out what these guys are digging into. I, I've got to briefly, really quickly talk about my sponsor to get them in here because I know I've wasted a lot of time already. Uh, tonight's show is brought to you by CardCash, CardCash.com. You say, what the hell is CardCash? Cardcash.com. Well, founded in 2009, Cardcash.com provides an answer to two common questions. What can I do with all these fucking gift cards I'll never use, and how can I easily save money? Uh, Cardcash pays for unwanted gift cards and then sells those cards at a a great discount, so you can make money and save money. It's just that simple, uh, Cardcash.com. If you're like me, uh, the holidays just passed, and you probably got more than one or two uh, gift cards. And you also, if you're like me, you're probably never going to use those cards. So uh, the way to, to take advantage of those and make the gift count for something, cardcash.com. Link is in the description. No promo code is needed whatsoever. Tonight's uh, show is also brought to you by mybookie.com. Mybookie.com is one of the most popular and trusted brands in the online gambling community. Its sportsbook offers an incredible variety of sports from American staples such as football and basketball to international sports such as KBO, rugby, and cricket. It even offers wagers on entertainment, politics, and simulated sports video games such as Madden 21 and NBA 2K21. If you're looking for a line on your favorite TV show, you can most certainly find it at mybookie.com. Mybookie's casino options are as plentiful as its sportsbooks. There are 27 different table games such as blackjack and roulette and almost 300 unique slot options, 77 of which are 
3D. You can even play live table games and video poker. Uh, to get started with them, uh, you just go to mybookie.com. And here's the thing. You use the promo code MINDDOG TV when signing up, and you're going to match your deposit, your original deposit. We still have card cash on the screen. Can we pull that down? Thank you. Um, when you put Mind Dog TV in the promo code when you sign up at my bookie.com they're going to match your deposit up to a thousand dollars so if you want to bet with a thousand dollars boom and it instantly becomes two thousand dollars can't beat that deal all the links are in the description and i do appreciate you patronizing our sponsors now on to tonight's uh big program as i mentioned we're going to talk about uh paranormal stuff <clears throat> and my guest tonight joe caravello and mark roberts host the utterly insane podcast which uh by my measure is probably yeah, the utterly sane podcast by now. But anyway, let's, uh, without further ado, please open your ears, open your minds, and help me welcome in uh, Mark and Joe. Joe and Mark to the <laughs> Mind Dog TV podcast. Guys, welcome. How you doing? Hey, doing, good, good evening. I'm doing well. Uh, um, thanks, thanks for coming, by the way. What's going on out in Wisconsin besides uh, cheese and lakes? Snow. Lots of it. Lots of it. You know, I, I think I got uh, some of it, uh, some of your weather uh, this week. We we got about 17 inches on Monday and then another eight inches on Tuesday. Very unusual here. Uh, it, are you guys still used wow. to having big snows? We haven't had that in a while. Yeah, it depends. <laughs> sometimes we get some heavy snow and sometimes it's uh, light snow. Yeah. It depends on the way the weather works. So um, talk to me about paranormal and what got you interested in it why are you doing it what you know, the why of what what you're doing oh go ahead no. joe yeah we can go, either one and either guy who feels comfortable answering these questions but why well, what got you started with paranormal stuff well we had a change because we were just pretty much ticking too many people off um we started a podcast because Mark and I have known each other for a long time. So we started this podcast and all of a sudden, you know, it was based on a car ride because we were just cracking everybody up that was in the car with us. And um, we got to talking about everything and we found out we weren't getting many followers, not many listeners. And it was because we were talking, I guess in our minds, we were telling it like it is, you know, and kind of pissing off the other followers. Yeah, so, that, will, that will happen. Uh, I don't mean to interrupt, but um, uh, okay, you can. Yeah, continue, but I want to. Yeah. I want to know how long you measured that not getting any followers because well, in the podcast game, it's a long, it's a long haul game. It's a long game. Yeah, well, we 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 decided that I don't know what got us switched, but we decided he came up with the idea to decide in 2019 to go paranormal, and we've been doing amazing things since then. Gotcha. Yeah. Mark, what was it about paranormal that got you that made you say, "Let's"? That's a way to go. Instead of just tell, telling it like it is and giving people our straight up opinion about things, let's do something creepy. Well, the thing is, with with what Joe was saying, um, what we were doing is is mostly religion and politics in the, in the beginning, and we found after about a year or so, just a little over a year, we were actually taking too many people off and not getting anybody to follow so because i have a background in the paranormal field and i also have done this since i was a kid i mean since i was like old enough to understand my mom would always tell me about true stories or she claimed they had true stories about seeing her dead sister and and being able to see ghosts so i got an interest in it 
and I've been doing it for a long time. And then Joe, he kind of has this, uh, had an interest in it. So I thought, hey, why not? You know, it's something that, that you see on TV. It's something that, that's happening now. And it's becoming more of a norm for everybody to to be able to see um, or, or, you know, to see this on television or to see, um, like, articles or anything like that about it. So because of that, we decided to go into the paranormal field. And we, like Joe said, we said uh, we started in 2019. And um, we've been just rocking it since then. So, uh, COVID slowed us down last year. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, the COVID did slow us down last year. So we weren't able to get out and do as much as we wanted to. Um, get, now, define. <laughs> be, let's define paranormal. Exactly what do you, you you'd mentioned ghosts. What else do you get involved in? Well, well we talk <laughs> about it all. We, we, we have no restrictions on when it comes to paranormal. Mm-hmm. I mean... We've, we've seen things that we believe are probably some kind of UFO. Um, we're looking into the beast of Bray Road, which is also, you know, same thing as Michigan Dog Man. Um, oh, I don't so, know about Michigan Dog Man. You want to clean so in? We, so, <laughs> well, they're, they're like a, a werewolf-like creature that's been seen. Um, and the thing that's interesting about Bray Road area in Wisconsin here in Elkhorn um, is that it's actually on Native American um, effigy mounds around that area. One actually crosses Bray Road, and right. it ties into a lot of the Native American lores, what's being seen there. But at the same time, Bray Road's like a two, about two mile or so, very dark road out in the middle of nowhere, you know, like deep country, woods on both sides, the lights from the houses won't even light it up. No street lights. Very dark. I can see because we're in Wisconsin. We've got wolves and coyotes. Misidentifications happening a lot there too. Have you seen it? No, we haven't seen it, but we have seen some pretty strange evidence because we have been on a farm there and we're there eight hours talking to an individual that owns a hay farm. And we plan on going back and doing a night investigation because there is a lot of creepy stuff going on around that area. Right. What would, what would you say is um, the craziest or most out there story that you've looked into? Hmm. Most craziest or no, out nothing comes out. Story. Nothing comes to mind. Cause I asked, I've had I, people, I mean, I've been doing this for 31 years. So um, I've talked to people with a lot of, of crazy things, and I bring up, I ask them, so are there anything, point blank, is there anything you won't believe in? Because sometimes the the door opens to these paranormal belief systems, and then people say, okay, UFOs are possible, and yes, they are. Uh, Bigfoot, sure, that's possible. And then the more you start embracing these ideas, the more anything becomes possible. And I put out the question to, to several guests, over the years, I say anything you won't believe in, and they'll say, "Well, I keep an open mind." And I say, "Well, like, what about the Easter Bunny?" Oh, to some people, it's to the Easter Bunny. 
Um, so it, it, the the question is like, what? And not crazy, maybe, but what is the thing that kind of uh, you might have covered that said made you say, "Wait a minute, this is kind of even way out there," even for a guy like me who believes in ghosts and and Wolfman and the Dogman and what all. I don't that. think we've run across anything we, yet. That's that's wow. Not, well, yeah, I, mean, I mean, we've been we've been studying more of the Wisconsin, the Wisconsin lore and stuff and and that's where we're starting so we're exploring all the 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 local legends that are around this area and some that are just outside of the state we don't want to travel too far yet yeah i, I can dig that travel can ca- travel can suck but you know with with the stream yard stuff at or on zoom meetings and stuff people um people can do these interviews remotely and you get to talk to a lot of people and uh have you guys heard of the quantum bigfoot no, not the quantum Bigfoot. Okay. Um, but I, I think I know where you're going with that and what that would actually mean. Go ahead. What they're, do you... they're kind of an inter- interdimensional creature, and that, that the reason that they care are elusive, they uh, disappear into like a portal or into another dimension before we can even catch them. That's correct. There's an author, Ron, I forget his last name now. It's not coming to me, but I had him on this program. Um, not that. <laughs> Not that Bigfoot is a missing link from evolution to us, but he's the next step in evolution from us to these uh, the, the future us who can travel between uh, dimensions and, uh, you know, alternate universes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Ron, I can't think of Ron's last name right now, but he's got a book called The Quantum Bigfoot. And uh, basically, you know, he starts to take stuff out there, and he's one of those guys who uh, doesn't, doesn't draw the line anywhere in in what is you know beyond the realm of believable so is there anything you guys would not accept if i said there's an easter bunny in wisconsin would you go uh would you go I investigate so. <laughs> well, i i'm actually i'm actually one that does have an open mind on stuff like that because you got to remember all all legends and myths are based in some truths right okay so, like dragons, for instance, dragons are considered a, a myth. Well, what made people think that dragons were real? It, there, there had to be some truth behind it to start that that aspect of it. Um, I would like fairies, fairies in the fae, and the gnomes, you know, stuff like that. What is to say that those aren't real? Um, scientific, no proof that there actually ever was anything like that. And here, here's the thing, and I, I, I get where you're going with that, but uh, you, you say, well, it had to be, be based in fact uh, because somebody believed it. That's not true. Uh, no, we I, have, we I, have I didn't mo- say it had to be based in fact. I said all myths and legends have some truth behind them. Well, that's not, that's not true. Uh, you go a myth that uh, there's a secret uh, Jewish space laser starting from forest fires out in, in, in California. Is that true? Is it that's, based that's in any? A, that's not a myth. That's that's just a flat out lie. Well, so <laughs> I, how do you determine the difference between that story and the Easter Bunny? Because and, and I, you know, I I get first of all Easter 
you know, is a sacred holiday in the Catholic religion to kind of dumb it down to a bunny delivering chocolate eggs uh, uh, is kind of sacrilege to the people who are. But those are the people who actually would, would buy into it. So there has to be a, some level of discernment in the paranormal investigation. Field. I know you had Christy Summer, Sumner on, and she would tell you that she uh, she would agree with that. She believes in ghosts, but she also has a high degree of discernment in saying, you know, something has to pass the sniff test before I'll actually uh, look yeah. into it. So, yeah. you know, just on that point, I just think that there are, are some things where you have to say, well, that just seems a little too far-fetched for me. Um, I understand about leave, uh, keeping an open mind, though. So th- there. So, with my story about Al Bilek, uh, you know you guys are familiar with the Philadelphia Experiment, yes? Yes, I've, I've read books on that, and I've actually... So, you know, so I've in, actually seen articles and seen the movie that they made, but I know that movie is just a bunch of right. Hollywood... So in 1990, I had uh, Preston Nichols on who wrote the Montauk Project, and he brought Al Balick. Al Balick claimed to have been on the Philadelphia Eldridge uh, uh, in the Philadelphia experiment, and that uh, when the experiment happened, he came back, and his soul was cut in half, and he was now two people. Duncan Cameron was with him, a guy who... And uh, so he said... that story, uh, Al basically related to me and Duncan related to me. They were both in the studio at the same time. That They were the same person at one time before this uh, Philadelphia experiment. This soul split in two. At some point, Duncan went to Mars and met Jesus and Elvis on Mars. Now, would that, would that put up a red flag for you and say, no, this is kind of too far-fetched? This, you know, this is just too crazy? Yeah, kind of it would. Um, but <laughs> also, you also got to think, too, on this. Like, he, we have the rovers that are on Mars that NASA put there, and they're way, way past their expiration date. And then we have a couple, you know, there's a couple of videos from the rovers themselves showing that the solar panels have been cleared off, and they don't have devices on these rovers to clear those solar panels off. When? So how did that happen? Well, uh, that I can I can understand you questioning how did that happen, and that's a healthy so, thought. That's a healthy thought. But the, the an unhealthy thought is uh, Jesus and Elvis were up there cleaning off the mirrors. Uh, no, them. yeah, I don't think so. No, but, but the thing is, too, whenever you bring up that aspect of it, you know, if if that actually did happen, where they because according to the Philadelphia experiment, what they were doing were trying to create an invisible shield type of situation with the Eldridge. And what they actually did is supposedly sent it through time. Right. And then when it came back, not only did you have just like weird, crazy things happening, you had um, some of the, the crew actually melded with the ship. Yeah, that was that was what the claim out. Yeah, and and so so this this person that you're talking about, if if that actually happened to him, where his soul split. Now my question is this, because there's there's this um, there's this uh, uh, theory of time travel called it's a paradox theory, where if you meet up with yourself, you cannot. Occupy the same space that yourself occupies. Right, you can't have any if, anything to do with it. If, you you will cause entropy, you, right? Right. If you wind up touching yourself or or bumping into your own own self, 
you nullify each other and you disappear from the timeline. So if this happened to this this gentleman, how is it that they, they would be able to be in the same place at the same time and possibly touch if they were a split soul without I, somehow reemerging or remerging or or I th- I think they're both dead now, so I can't ask them that. But uh, <laughs> I I believe me, I was extremely skeptical with them. I'm just trying to ascertain like where your level of belief system is because everybody, well, I think anybody who gets into the paranormal field, they start with some degree of skepticism. But I think the longer you stay in it, uh, that wavers, and it could grow. It could be grow or get less it uh, you know it depends on the person and your experiences in it and the kind of people you meet because even though there are people out there who will give you cause for considerable uh, investigation and serious investigation there are a lot of fucking crazy people out there just uh dreaming and making shit up and yes and, there are. Oh, we don't make anything up we let you decide what you no, see we, we don't we, even jump to conclusions when we go out on investigations you know. Right. If if I feel that we've caught something on on video or on audio, we try I, to debunk it. I try to debunk it right away because I don't want to set that out there and say, "Hey, look, I caught this. Listen, or look at this." No, right. I want to make sure. I want to make absolute certain. I'm the kind of person. I'm basically my own worst skeptic. Critic. Is, yeah, or skeptic. critic. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a healthy I'll, place to be, I think. <laughs> yeah. Because if well, I feel if I watch footage that I took and I say, okay, this looks like I caught something here. I want to go recreate it. If I can recreate it, then I can catch it. Right. If it's something I can't recreate and I can't explain, then, then it's up to you to decide what it is. And I'm going to let you look at it and say, what do you see? Right. You know, we'll just tell you the history, mostly the history about the place, what we find, you know, as far as information that we can find that, you know, on different places or locations, we look into the history and the background, but we don't jump to conclusions. Right. We, we, we try not to jump to any conclusions because we're not TV. We're not sitting there doing this for ratings or stuff. We're looking for answers, you know, right. and if we can't find the answers or we can't figure out what it is, we're going to put it out there and, and hopefully maybe somebody else might have an opinion of what it might be. Right. You know, so- so uh, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, that's where my, I come from, and I call that being a skeptic rather than a cynic. When I first started this, uh, you know, 31 years ago, I came to it uh, as a magician, uh, somebody who, was, who knew every kind of way to trick and, and kind of fool people, and I wanted to debunk it. I was heavily a cynic. But then I became more and more open-minded towards the possibility of some of it, and, uh, you know, as I mentioned, that stuff grows. But now I am definitely on the, uh, the position where I think it's really healthy to keep an open mind, be, uh, be accepting that anything is possible, but question it and ask for evidence. And that's why, you know, when, when we bring up things like the Easter Bunny, I said, well, yeah, that's, that's fine. Anything is possible, but show me some ev- real evidence of anything related to an Easter Bunny. And when you do that uh, in, in serious inquiry, I mean, nobody can really show you any evidence of no. that. And I, I, I don't want to beat up on the Easter Bunny too much. He's a nice guy. I'll let him off the hook. <laughs> but uh, that, that's just, you know, an extreme example that I, I often go to is like, where do you believe, where do you draw the line on what you'll even look into? So have you guys looked into flat earth stuff? Have you had the flat earth people on yet? No, I haven't. And, Would uh, you? I'm not sure if that's even 
considered paranormal. Oh, sure it is. Um, well, that may, maybe, maybe. A, a, I think that's more along the. Consp- I think it's more along the conspiracy theory lines. You know that 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 would fit in like doing these the specials that we've done on if Elvis is really alive or not. You know, well, it, it is you know, a conspiracy, conspiracy theory, but there is a paranormal. Uh, element to it for certain that they don't believe that there's space they believe that we you know the glass bubble and somebody is act the sun is actually a light that's the guy whoever that big guy is he's moving that light over the glass bubble and that's the that's the sun the sun isn't real it's a guy with a a, a big guy with a light bulb a uh, flashlight going on I don't, I don't um uh, yeah, and gravity doesn't exist. I mean, if you if you really get into the heavy uh, discussion with some of these people, um, yeah, they are extremely on the paranormal side. And you know, I consider religion paranormal. So when well, they talk- yeah, that some of that does come into that. You know, when you when you're into uh, the paranormal field, you're going to run into religion a lot, right? Well, yeah, you, you know. And there's a religious aspect to the flat earthers. Now there's a lot of divisiveness within the flat earth movement as well. But uh, there's a whole religion. Part of it says that uh, the globist globe tards like, uh, like me uh, are, are controlled by Satan. Uh, And so, you know, there is that element to it. Okay. So you haven't uh, talked to the time travel stuff, Uh, uh, flat earth. How about time travel? Have you, have you looked into the time travel? No, I, I, we haven't talked to anybody in the time travel part of it either but i have done uh you know watch videos and and done reading on time travel as well we've discussed it between us yeah this is all all the the science stuff that i really love so i'll i've I, over the years i've actually studied a lot of this stuff right so uh with, with the science stuff do you consider like multiverse uh paranormal studies or not that I would probably because I mean, um, who's to say that there isn't a multiverse? Uh, nobody yet. The, you know, and, that, and then yeah. and then if you want to you want to take that a little further, we right now um, scientists right now have developed what they call the quantum computer, and they actually claim that this computer is communicating with other computers that are made identical to it in a different universe, and therefore that's why they can. They can uh, uh, do the calculations as quick as they do. How about simulation theory? Does that fall under uh, paranormal? Yes, it does. Thank God it's a computer programmer. There are are things in this world that happen that that it's a little difficult to explain, and they could actually be glitches in the matrix. I mean, you know, there again, the theories are – we may be living in a matrix. And it, have you had a, a, uh, an opportunity to talk to anybody on your show about that? Anybody, any local uh, Wisconsin people? <laughs> Not yet. Joe's we the just, one that does all the booking. He's the one. We we just client. started. We just started the guests uh, thing because of the COVID. Now here's the interesting story about this. Um, we like to go out and investigate in the summertime. Winter, I hibernate, and there's a reason for that too. <laughs> Me too. December 4th, 1995, I was diagnosed with what was called AML leukemia. Okay. It's very rare in adults. At the time, I was in my late 20s. Okay. 
I wasn't supposed to live to see Christmas that year. That's how severe it was. Wow. Okay. Before they could get this new treatment at the time that just, just got available thanks to St. Jude's, um, they they started doing plasmopheresis. And I was at the UW hospital in Madison. So they're like the best hospital in the Madison area. And I died like five times roughly and they had to use paddles to, to bring me back. And yeah, I've and since then a lot of things have been happening that I can explain. Wow. You know, you know, I'll have the weird dreams where I can I used to have them, but they became more frequent after this. And it probably has something to do when one of the times that I died, I remember kind of floating above my body and hearing them out in the uh, waiting room area just outside because I was in the emergency room of the hospital at the time still. And they were taking care of my mom because she had heart issues and they were trying to get her heart started again because she was having problems. It was racing too much and she was having a heart attack. So, and I remember that and they, t my mom actually told me that afterwards, right? My brother did, but you know, I had to go through a, a complete bone marrow transplant and everything. And I only had one brother. So I got lucky. I've been through more and survived more stuff than you can just probably imagine. So that led to your belief system or, or tracking down or it, or it, it, it helped. It helped. Right. But it also, you know, it, it, it also has to, you know, I'm always curious. You know, I had a, in high school, I had a teacher, a, a science teacher, and he said, anything's possible. And we tried to, tried to come up with things that weren't possible. And he'd say, oh, yeah, if you did it this way, it's possible. You know, it just might take you a lifetime to do it, you know. But, you know, he, right. he'd sit there and try to debunk everything everybody would say. So I'd sit there and go, okay. You know, and I was in security. I was studying to become a cop. I was a private investigator for a short time as well. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking for answers. Um, you did, know? Did that near death or or five near death experiences as you as you had uh, did that make you a more religious person, or do you have any faith at all? Do you, do you believe in no, uh, um, the, the religious told, afterlife? <laughs> I told. No, I told my mother that she asked me to go to church one morning. This was before I married my wife, my mother-in-law. She asked me to go to church with him one morning. I told her if I stepped into a church, she'd believe in spontaneous combustion. <laughs> um, and that's what she did. So I knew we were going to get along. <laughs> okay. I, don't, I don't believe, you know, I got a belief, but I don't go to church. Right. Well, I, I wasn't asking about church and, and necessarily religion, uh, but the ed, the um, paradigm or the model that we're giving about uh, afterlife. I, I believe there's something after. I just don't know what. But I do have, I did get a gift out of it, as people would call it, but I don't hone it. I don't practice it. I've actually kind of ran from it because I live out in the country and I've distanced myself from people. Right. Um, I used to be able to, to uh, when I was before the leukemia, I was able to tell if something bad was going to happen before it happened. And it usually right. was somebody close to me. After the leukemia, I was able to get more specific. Hmm. You know, what it was and who it was. 
and I'd get the call within hours or maybe a couple of days. Wow. Uh, do you guys believe in uh, the entity uh, that is uh, associated with evil, whether we call it Satan or not? Do you believe? Uh, do you believe there is a a uh, dark force, evil force? I believe there has to be to keep balance. Yeah. 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 Do, do you do you think of it as a, a personification, like? Uh, like whether you call it Satan or not, do you think of it as a personification of people? I think myself personally, and 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 I'm like Joe. I'm not really religious, and I haven't been. Um, I grew up as a Pentecost, and like my my parents making me go to church, and I am a non-practicing Wiccan now. But I do believe that there are equal amounts of good and evil, and. The manifestations of evil are what the people want to see. The evil knows what they want. They knows what it, they want to see. And then whenever they experience it, that's what they're seeing. So if you're taught in, in the religion of to look and see um, half man, half goat that's all red and, and, uh, and the horns and the pitchfork, then yeah, that's what you're going to see. But you got to also realize that was stolen from the pagans by the Christians. Right, right, right. I get, I get that. <laughs> my, my real curiosity is because I do believe there is a, a force of, called evil. Now, uh, the manifestation of it and how it works, I don't know. But my, uh, my huge curiosity is when it, how it manifests in human <laughs> beings. And when we see... Um, somebody who appears to be pure evil, whether we call, I look at like somebody like the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, or I go uh, look my at mother somebody. mother-in-law. Uh, never mind. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I, yeah, to- I, I, I knew this woman. She was just, in my eyes, she was pure evil, and she was a grandmother of my youngest. Right. Well, you the know. question is, do you think you, if you believe that about somebody, no matter who it is, and, you know, it could be a mother-in-law, it could be Adolf Hitler, do, do you think they were born evil? Do you think they were born an evil baby and grew into an evil adult, or do you think it's acquired through our lives and, and experience and, and environment? I don't believe anybody is born evil. I believe everybody is born neutral. And as you're growing up and the experiences that you have and the way that you're taught as you're growing up is what forms you into what you are. Right. Uh, I, I, question- I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, there are just some people that they were evil like <laughs> at a very young age that it started and did some pretty horrendous things and just kept going on until they got caught. Right. Yeah. And yeah, it, I mean, I, look at look at Domner. He didn't he kill his own mother at a young age. To start I don't know. With? If he killed, I, I think he started by killing young a- animals and stuff when he was just but, like four yeah. or five. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what that puzzles me, and I think that does kind of have a paranormal aspect to it, like the nature of evil itself, because, uh, you know, I don't know if, if this falls into your category of study, but I think demons are clearly on the uh, the radar of para- paranormal study. And oh, so yeah. I, I, I kind of like, what is the nature of, of, of evil within human beings is, to me, a fascinating thing, because I look at people, like you mentioned Dahmer, or anybody who seemed to have it, 
at such an early age, like it couldn't have been environmental. How did, where does it come well, from? Well, I think it's something that can be environmental. Well, look at look at how Manson claims that he was, you know. Manson had you know, a uh, a trauma. Uh, yeah, lots, uh, of yeah, yeah. lots of trauma as he was growing up, you know, and then pretty much institutionalized most of his life until all of that started. Right. Manson is also unique in um, oh, yeah. le- legal annals in that he's the only guy who's ever been convicted of a murder that we knew he didn't do. Right. No, he, he didn't commit it, but he he instigated it. Well, he, he, that's a tough, you know, I, that. <laughs> That's a tough way to roll the hole. But but yeah, it is it is it is what it is. I mean, he was able to control those people and get them to do what he wanted. And he did it all by, you know, feeding them drugs and, you know, praying on praying on, you know, some of them went from broken homes or broken you know, something was broken to begin with and he prayed upon that. Yep. Right. He was good at it. Right. Yeah. You know. It's a, just a curiosity for me. It seems to me that a lot of what you guys are looking into, uh, especially if you're talking about local, is uh, what we call, you know, uh, crypto, uh, um, uh, you know, beings, I guess. I don't know. Bigfoot, um, man wolves. Cryptology. Uh, yeah, yeah. Crypto- <laughs> cryptology. Uh, you know, are, how wide is that field? Is there a, a lot? Because, I, you know, we know about, like, most of them mothman and- well there's 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 some of them i mean it's not all of that i mean we've gone to to, to haunted uh cemeteries that were haunted by spirits um we've done private home investigations that uh well the f- first one that we did was probably the most interesting one because i paid for it for a couple of weeks afterwards like what what um, do you mean you paid for it <laughs> um well, well, it was up and down the stairs. Well, not just up and down the stairs, but it was really weird because they were saying they seen it. I didn't see it. We looked at the footage later. We were in the basement, and um, we had a technical difficulty with a piece of equipment. Um, we swear, everybody swears that I turned it on and I put it on the shelf, but it didn't get nothing. It was off. It was like it shut itself off, but the batteries were off fresh. Wow. But there was in this small little area. I was taking readings with an EMF little, meter. Little it was a voice. Yeah, it was a voice recorder that I set down. It was a voice recorder that I set down. I turned it on and I set it down. <laughs> they started the questioning of like for an EVP session, and I was going around with an EMF meter, you know, in that little alcove. And meantime, somebody was back behind me with a video camera, and they saw orbs. Now there's no dust, no, I mean, the house was old, but there was no air movement, no insects down there, you know. So they saw these orbs and they were moving through my leg. Now we went and reviewed this footage a couple weeks later as we were about to edit it and stuff. We were reviewing it. He was reviewing it and telling me things. I reviewed it again. And I realized that the same leg that the orbs kept going through right at my knee was the one that was in pain for about two weeks. Hmm. See, I have chemo-induced neuropathy, so my legs are very weak and sensitive to begin with. Wow. So, So, And there was a lot of walking. Huh? You're still on chemo now? No, 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 no. I've been... um, 
I got cleared about 10 years after uh, 2005 was the last bone marrow biopsy that wow. they did. Wow. So, and I've been clean, you know, clear of it since then. So wow. I've been lucky. It's just did a lot of damage to my body as far as muscles yeah. and nerves. I'll so, bet. I, so I live in a lot of pain, but at least I'm alive. You know, you know, I fought for my kids to be alive because my youngest was born six months before <laughs> I was diagnosed. Wow. Um, so, uh, what do you, what do you make of, uh, the different kinds of like, uh, and I'm moving on from ghosts now, but cause ghosts seem to be like, you know, it's generally accepted. Like when, when we talk about right. utterly insane, it's like, that's not, there's not too many people who think, wow, that's really out there. Ghost stories. Now, uh, UFOs within the UFO, community people who embrace the idea of ufos you're going to get so many different ideas so many different opinions so many different um theories about what's going on who they are what they are where what they really are what it really is you guys have any belief systems on that or are you still well, uh questioning? i i can't tell you who they are but i can tell you they're not from here you know well, and, how can you and tell me that? well how, if if yeah. if i if if i were to believe that we're the only people on a planet in the universe, right? I'd be pretty ignorant. No, know? I agree with that. I agree with that. With, with if if you look at the number of possibilities for where life could exist, even within the known universe, uh, the odds of of us being the only planet with intelligent life on are minuscule, like ridiculously right. small. But how do you know the pe the, the th things that people are seeing or experiencing? are necessarily from there and not like time travelers or something like that. How do you know that? I, I don't. I mean, there's something that just can't be explained. That's why right. they're unidentified flying objects. It's so what UFO stands so for, you, you said, know what I mean? You're right. That's why I, I question you when you said, I know they're from here. I mean, how do you really know that? They could be from here and just time travelers and all. But there are so many different things. And so I, I always question, like, what's your overall theory? Because so many people have so many different ideas. What's your personal uh, belief about what what's going on? I, I don't know what's going on. I, I'm still trying to figure that out. I mean, we've we had a friend when we started doing this, we had a friend contact me. And unfortunately, when we went out to see him, he didn't show up, you know, but he had all these pictures that he sent to us of so-called UFOs. Uh, quite a few of them we were able to debunk because we knew the Madison area and we knew where he lived. So we knew what some of those pictures were, but others we couldn't quite explain at all. all right. They didn't make sense. And then we've gone down to the place like Bray Road, looking for the beast of Bray Road, and we end up finding more than we bargained for with some more pictures that were taken by trail cams okay right. this guy has trail cams that he sits out you know and then he goes back to illinois because it's just for hay the farm's just for hay harvesting hay for his horses <laughs> and what? he's got these trail cams set up and he's caught some pretty interesting things and quite a few of them were in the sky and we can't figure out what they are I mean, right. there is one or two that we've got a pretty good idea that was probably some kind of maybe military jet or something, but the rest of them, we have no idea. Right, and when you see uh, military pilots coming out and, and, and talking about their experiences and saying, I, I've flown everything the military has, eh, that's not man-made. 
uh, it gives you a question, but it, again, there's so many different experiences, w- whether you're talking about, um, and, and the description, whether the diff, uh, grays, greens, whatever, uh, there's so many different ideas, uh, submersible, uh, unidentified submersible objects, all those kind of stuff. It's hard to note. Do you, so do you think it's all one phenomena or you think that there's more than one single phenomena and that's why we're so confused about it? There's yeah, about nine different species on this planet besides man. Well, how do you how do you know that nine different species? I've heard greens and grays. How do I mean? Where where do you there's get reptilians, that? Reptilians. There's greens. There's grays. There are whites. There are Nordics. There are um, the Anunnaki are, are have returned. They're the originals that started everything. Um, myself personally, I have seen alien craft in the sky. Right. I and when I was eight years old, my mom and I both watched this huge triangular or, or square shaped, not triangular, square shaped object come completely over the house. My dad had a fifty foot CB antenna on the house, and this thing cleared it, and it was bigger than our house. Right. It had it had all these lights on it. We watched it. It went over the house, and then it went off in the distance. That's when I lived in California. When I moved here to Wisconsin, I've seen three of them already here in Wisconsin. One of them at like five o'clock in the morning before the sun came up when I was working this garbage man. It's out on my route. I watched this thing come in, just come right in. That one was a triangular ship. It was moving very slow and it came in, had the lights on it. And um, I've seen one that looked like a fireball coming out of the sky. Got in behind a cloud and, and I lost it. I'm like, where the heck did it go? And it, next thing I know, it's going the opposite direction. Right. Now, have you ever seen a meteorite do that? <laughs> no, but uh, again, and I've had those. I've had similar experiences to that. But what leads you to the uh, conclusion that it's necessarily alien and not anything else that could possibly be? I mean, if we if we keep our minds open to the possibilities, what's to say it's not a time travel from from the future on planet Earth rather than aliens. Well, no, I'm not saying that it's not time travel. Right. Or time travel. But you, you, but you but said you, you knew it was an alien awesome. craft. That's why I questioned it. Well, it's an alien. Okay, the reason I say alien craft is because the people that are looking at these things, the people that see these things, it's alien to them. It's something they have okay. not ever seen. All right. That's a that's a different definition. So I think if we we agree on that definition of alien, sure, I I'm I'm with you. Uh, I think most people think of when you hear the word alien, extraterrestrial, which you know from no, not if, from I, Earth. if I was if I was going to call it an, an extraterrestrial craft, I would say that extraterrestrial. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I have seen these things. Yeah, and and, and, and I have seen it there. Some of them are unexplainable. I actually I've seen some, some weird there. shit out here too. Are uh, you guys not when you say out here? Are you uh, guys kind of far apart, or you are in the same? About thirty minutes. Yeah, we're we're about thirty five minutes from each other. Um, I live in in a town called Fort Atkinson. He lives in a town called Watertown. Gotcha. So um, and we're and and we're actually he's kind of actually out in the boondocks, and I'm. Yeah, I'm out okay, in the country, the, so I'm, I'm on one side of town. 
Uh, you mentioned the reptilians, and I want to uh, because I want to go there for a second. You know Billy Corgan from uh, Smashing Pumpkins. You're familiar with him. Uh, he had a story about a uh, music executive uh, transforming into a reptilian in front of him. Um, what do you make of that? <laughs> well, I can kind of believe it. They've they've actually the reptilians. I'd want to know what he was smoking. <laughs> I'm with well, Joe on this one. Uh, go ahead. Is, Okay, the reptilians have been around for a long time. They 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 are they've been here on this planet actually guiding us, and they've also been keeping humans in in kind of a stasis of of uh, fear and uncertainty. Right. Because that is what they feed on. That energy is what those is what the reptilians feed on. If even if, even if I accept that belief system, Mark. Here's, here's one question I would have for this. Now, why divulge yourself to Billy Corgan, of all people? And if you're going to divulge yourself to one musician as the head of a music, and like, why would he be in an ent- music yeah. entertainment business? But if you're going to divulge yourself to one rock star, why not every rock star or other rock stars? Why, why don't or, we- or, or maybe one that's more of a legend. But here's, but here's, the, here's, a, here's a counter question to that. Did he purposely divulge himself? Uh, well, or, according- did, or did his or did his his uh, device, which cloaks him, malfunction at that time? You know what? I'm going to have to go back and watch the tape, but I I think my assumption of from the first time I, I listened to Billy Corgan's description of it, it was an intentional thing, like he was showing him to put a fear of uh, reptiles in. <laughs> Then, then if that if that is what happened, maybe he did that in order to gain energy at that time. Maybe he needed some energy, and he did that knowing that that would feed him. Interesting. Well, uh, I would definitely, you know, I'm with Joe. I, I think he would have done it to uh, somebody bigger than Billy Corgan. Um, maybe Britney Spears. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, you know, I don't know. But so that that's one that, you know, it fascinates me is this is people can go there. He's actually seen them. Um, you, so what do you make of uh, the disinformation or the information leaking? Uh, you believe it? Is it part of a disinformation case uh, campaign? Like when the Pentagon comes out and says they are in, uh, possession of a craft not of this earth. Do you think that's a real story, or is that meant to throw people off the track? We've been in possession of crafts of, that were not of this earth since the 1940s. Um, the crash of Roswell, the, the famous Roswell crash right. of the of, of that uh, that saucer. That's the only one you really hear about. You don't hear about the other two that were that had crashed that were in the same area and it's all because of a new weapon system that the United States government was using based on the microwaves. Make, they, they, they were using microwave beams and they crashed these ships on purpose. And then we wound up um, salvaging them. Now we have our own crafts. The United States has their own crafts that are backwards. Um, they, they took and took these things apart and studied them. And figured out how they work over the years. Right. Well, that's not exactly the question. No, I think I, I I hear what you're saying, but the question is: Do you think them releasing the information is the real story, or is I think it, it, I, I think it's a little both. 
I think, the, I, I think they're kind of sitting there like, okay, we're going to release this just to see, you know, test the weathers and stuff and say, okay, we'll let people decide whether they want to believe it or not, you right. know, but maybe it's also to at the same time, okay, they're releasing something and it's like to settle the, the public, you know, for a little while. So they stop digging and stop asking questions so they don't find out the total truth uh, that they could be possibly hiding. I would I would tend to agree with you on at least some of that and and understand that. Uh, but now here here's the big uh, question I always have when it comes to that: What is the big fear of the government uh, or or whoever is withholding this information? What is the big fear that keeps them from, in your mind anyway, your opinion about uh, letting this information just be out there and let everybody have real access to that information? Why? What are they afraid of? Well, the panic maybe. Well, the whole thing Not is when they originally out. when they originally started covering this up. That was that is what they claim was the original thing, is to hold down the panic. They didn't want people panicking. And yeah, so if you let a little little out at a time, a little out at a time, a little out at a time. And but now it grows and becomes a norm. Now what the government's fear is, and I believe this, is capital. Because if the information about us having all this technology comes out, people are going to want it being released, and so it can help the the world itself, not not just line the pockets of of the controlling um, populace. The ones that are controlling all this are making money off of it. Oh, <laughs> uh, it always comes down to following money, doesn't it? Um, yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I have big problem when when conspiracy theories start you with the the word they though, because I always want to say, uh, please give them a name. Give the, the they when you anytime you say they, let's point to let's get, let's get some specific names on there because I, I it's important. Uh, but you can see now because we we talked a little bit earlier about. Um, flat Earth is falling into conspiracy theory. Every conspiracy theory has some lap over with, with paranormal stuff in in some in some way, and so we we see a lot of that. So, uh, you know, if you look at the the moon landing and some of the things um, that that are claimed about there, uh, what's really on the moon? You guys, have any opinions on that? Do you have any strong beliefs about? Oh, like the, some of them have said that 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 first moon landing was done in a Hollywood studio. Well, all of that, but also some people who have said that there there were other beings on the moon uh, who who knew we were there. We found footprints. You know, all that kind of stuff. Before any of that kind of, do you have any kind of? Um, well, I believe believing. there's probably life possible there. You know, they might have seen something. You know, right. but you know, if you're in, you're indigenous to uh, you know native to that planet, you're gonna know how to hide. <laughs> That's true. Well, considering you know? the fact, um, how much how much of of uh, study have you done about the moon and, and uh, the the missions that we have taken up there? Oh, I I from I, I was I'm all older than you guys, I think, uh, and so <laughs> it was it was. I watched it, or at least believe I watched it live, uh, but I was enthralled with, you know, my brother and mom both worked for Grumman, who were uh, working on the LEM module, uh, 
uh, years before it actually happened. We, you know, we lived that stuff. When I was a kid, moon NASA stuff was every young kid was fascinated with it. We followed oh, it. Yeah. Uh, so during the sixties, everybody, yeah, every little kid was fascinated with it. So we studied a lot. It was shown in school. And well, well, during during the broadcast, NASA allegedly lost uh, communication with the astronauts for, um, I think right. it was like a minute or something. I like think that. it was six minutes. Get it, get it, as they kind of would get approaching landing. Yeah. Right. Well, it, it was after it was after Armstrong had had uh, stepped his first foot onto the moon and everything, and you know did his one small step for man, one large leap for mankind. And what it was is NASA cut the feed. Cut the the sound feed, or I think even the video feed, but they also they cut that to the regular public. But they had the medical channel still recording, and they've got um, recording of the astronauts telling Mission Control that they are here, they are sitting on the ridge, watching us. Um, so I would tend from, from your description of that, you, you believe that I do believe that. Yes. No, wait, 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 wait. I got a question just to play devil's advocate. What's to say <laughs> that what you know, because back then, if I'm not mistaken back then, correct me if I'm wrong back then, wasn't there like a race to see who could get to the moon first? Yes. And, and we actually just, what, what, that, what, that wasn't Rus Russia that right. they were talking about. Well, Russia was, was. That's he had make brings a good point because Russia actually uh, was supposed to land two days before us, and they said that uh, they it crashed, and and but so it 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 crashed into the moon surface rather than actually had a successful landing. But that was two days before we landed, uh, so it, yeah, who's to say it wasn't really Russia? that he was talking about then they in other words they didn't really crash they're here they're over the ridge and looking at us <laughs> that okay possible but i'm just saying i'm just saying that using that okay and that that was never broadcast to the public but right. to, to hear that and in armstrong actually um it was armstrong and in oh, aldrin right but um, I'm trying to remember the other one that was on missions after that did an interview, and they they actually talked about Gordon um, Cooper. Yeah, I think yeah, it might have been Cooper. Yeah. Um, they he they they did an interview and actually divulged that they had found uh, stuff that shouldn't be there. You know, <laughs> if, if you're if you're if you're looking at it and saying that it's that it's a a, a planetary body that that uh, doesn't have an atmosphere and doesn't have any life on it right the things they found shouldn't be there when, when you say when you say shouldn't <laughs> stuff that shouldn't be there i just think uh, like a hash pipe uh. <laughs> well another another thing too you have a couple of the astronauts whenever they when they're when the landing or the module took off you know lifted off again and the bell housing when they dropped it they actually said when it hit the moon the moon vibrated or rang out like a bell. Right. And so there's, my, also, there's also my, uh, stuff saying that uh, NASA, um, at one point, NASA sent a nuke up there and actually exploded it, exploded it to test the reverberation of the moon. Wow. So my takeaway from hearing you tell that story is I would, I would tend to assume that 
you believe the moon landing was real and not fake? Yes, I do believe it was real. Okay. Well, you know, there is that big conspiracy theory still to this day that it was fake. Like Joe said, Jatna, uh, uh, Hollywood film. Because there was a movie that came out right around that time. Uh, you know, O.J. Simpson was in it. But Capricorn 1 or something. about at which, Right around the time the conspiracy theory started uh, forming. Where the mo- In the movie, it was exactly that. It was fake, and they shot it in a Hollywood uh, film set. And then they were going to kill the astronauts and... But it was a drama, but that's what gave birth to the old, the whole conspiracy theory part of it. So it's good to hear that. I, I'm a believer that they actually did land on the moon. Well, yeah. um, I had a guy on the show, and, it, you know, it uh, uh, seems we have a lot of Roberts on the show, not just one, but uh, J- uh, the real Jimmy Roberts. Uh, are you familiar with him and his work? No, Jimmy Roberts is a Mar- uh, Mars. He has MarsFam.net. He's been on the show twice now, and Jimmy claims to have, and he's has photographic evidence from the rovers, high, high res stuff that he's gotten off a of NASA site. He claims that um, Mars was inhabited up until uh, ninety thousand years ago. There was a nuclear war on Mars that wiped out all the people on there. But he's got uh, lots and lots of pictures and evidence of that stuff. But he also has moon stuff too. He's very involved in this stuff. Um, MarsFam.net and, and the real Jimmy Roberts. I would check out his stuff if you're interested in that angle of it. But again, when when we talk about space, when we talk about UFOs, possible. Uh, extraterrestrial life forms. There are so many different theories and ideas out there that it just muddies the waters and it, it leaves you like really what's real and what's not real. So it, I, it's easy to say, well, of course, if all that's real, then sure, why not repti- reptilians too and, and everything else? So it, it's just kind of weird where uh, there's just too much information or too many different opinions and ideas out there with very little concrete physical evidence proof that we can say, oh, he is a dead reptilian. <laughs> no? Well, that, that, that's the thing, you know, do they leave their deads anywhere to, for mankind to find them? Right. Well, you know, if, they, if they've been hiding from us this entire time or living amongst us and having their, their hollow projectors or whatever you want to call them that would deceive us, would they want to leave any of their you know, any of their evidence, any of their dead, possibly around for us to find? I, I don't know. I, I'm not in their mindset, but I can't imagine what they have to lose if they're that far superior to us. What do they have to, you know, what would be the concern? But then that, but then again, who's to say there's not uh, a real men in black out there covering it all up so that you don't find evidence? There have to be a lot of them, though, wouldn't there? possible not sure i mean how many how many reptilians do you think would be here i don't know but i mean for the men in black seem to be have a lot of stuff to cover up i mean it's like every day you have a new thing to cover up and well, so there's people out there that believe that they're real yeah that the men uh, in black are real yeah i think oh i'm pretty sure there are men in black Men dressed in all black who work for the government, who uh, or, uh, or or for private organizations, uh, private security firms that have a mission to keep the truth from getting public. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that we have uh, what I would call uh, people who who just work for the secrecy. Um, 
part of the security <laughs> security world. That I mean, I I've known some people who have could be described as uh, men in black, and not, they didn't work for the government. <laughs> but they, they their goal is to wear dark clothing and shut people up. Yeah, so there are definitely apps. I can attest to that. I know some people who still walk. I know them by name, and I could name them, but I don't want my. I don't want to be killed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I definitely could see Men in Black. So there's just so much out there. What it, what's on the horizon for you guys? What do you want to? What do you want to take it as far as investigation? Is there something you re- that you're really interested in? You say, uh, you know, other than ghosts and and cryptozoology and all that kind of stuff. What what do you what really interests you? Well, I want to get back into uh, studying Wicca, and I also want to get the ability or have the ability to go traveling and get you know yeah, be able to go, to go to a more of a history a different country and, and do some investigations or places here in the united states and do some investigations yeah i want to get back into the investigation part of it i love the i love doing this this type of thing the exchange of talking and 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 uh sharing knowledge but i i i really want to get back out hands-on and start doing investigations again. Yeah, that's a, I'm with you. That's a difficult thing. I, I, where do you get the equipment for this? Is there like a ghost hunter store? No. Well, there <laughs> is. Just... Actually, there is a couple of them out there that you can actually find, I'm sure. But um, most of our stuff, I've gotten most of my equipment off of Amazon. <laughs> yeah, uh, under what category? Ghost hunting? <laughs> Paranormal oh, equipment. They do, they do have <laughs> it's a it's category. actually a category. But you know, it, it, what what we use mostly is just video cameras, uh, voice recorders, and yeah, night night vision. And, we have and, the and ones that are capable right of night here. vision. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thermal imaging cameras. What about yeah. fear? Do you have any fear? No. I nope. no. I I. No. You know how you know. Yeah. The worst. Actually, the worst fear I have is if we go out looking for something. And we're unprepared for what's native that can kill us, you know, like the bears or the 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 mountain lions or the cougars, you know, around here, you know, or the wolves or the coyotes, you know, some of that stuff, you know. But most yeah. of the time around here, they're more afraid of us than we are of them. So right. they usually yeah. just scatter anyways. You know, for but, somebody you know, where I am, uh, that's an that's a uh, a reality that we don't deal with, and I, I don't. I don't think most people know that. Where, once you get out of this, the East Coast and this, um, the island parts of the coastal area, you get into areas. You have wild bear, and you have, you know, we, I don't know if you have, really have wild wolves, but I know you have wild, you know, wolves, uh, bears where you are. Yeah, uh, we have black bears. Yeah, there's yeah. black bears. Here. We have black and brown bears in the northern tier. We do have wolves. We have cougars. Wow. And and, and uh bobcats and lynx. And lynx. I have wild turkeys. I have wild turkeys. That's about as dangerous yeah, we got as we those here too. We almost hit one the other not too long ago. <laughs> so um you know uh so on the show though, Joe, you go out uh you're looking forward to actually going out and and doing stuff. So you're doing some editing then. So you're taking video cameras, audio recorders, and all that stuff, and then putting a show together to air it. Yeah, 
Yeah, we, we, we need but, it pretty much raw footage. I just uh, put up a little bit about the location. We make sure we've got our, you know, thank yous in the credits. You know, I don't add much to it. I don't edit anything out. Um, sometimes we add the pictures in so that they're at the end so that you can see like the private home investigation. My wife was outside and there was this old shed in the backyard that was, they never used it. They were kind of afraid to go near it. Wow. And uh, it was like two quick pictures, you know, boom, boom. And one had, one was like nothing. And then the other one had smoke, looked like it had smoke coming out from the bottom of the door. When we actually went in to investigate that shed, you could tell that there was a fire inside there at one time that it had burned. The, the wood, the wood beams were all charred. That's pretty cool. So uh, with all this in evidence or information that you're gathering when you do these things, are you um, you have amassing a library and, an, or, and keeping it organized? So if I had, uh, Joe, get, go get me the clip from this investigation that shows this and this, uh, would you be able to find it rather quick? Oh, yeah, I know exactly where that is. I got a, a, a complete organizational system for it. Yeah, I did. I do. But it's not on this computer. It's on a hard drive that's external. Now I'd have to turn the hard drive on because I right. just did that. I actually just did that the other day. I put all the old stuff, but anything that's recent, but that's our shows that have been talked. We don't have a whole lot of, you know, we do have a lot from Bray Road. What has what, been seen? Spell it, spell it name of the Bray Road, B R A Y? B R A Y. And, and what town is that in? Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Elkhorn, Wisconsin. I'm going to have to look that up. Is that a fairly famous? Uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, Linda Godfrey, she's a, a local author out of the Elkhorn area, and she actually was the one that actually named it after her book went. Yeah, she published a book on it. Very cool stuff. Very cool stuff. Um, you know, have you heard about... Um, and I know we're we're over time here, but I, I want to just kind of go go with this if if you don't mind hanging a couple minutes longer. Um, the the comedy store in Los Angeles, you familiar with the, with the story of the ghost there? I've heard of it a little bit. Yeah, uh, the comedy store on Sunset Boulevard in the 1940s was a mob hangout. It's where the original Rat Pack that Humphrey Humphrey Bogart put together hung out, but it was a mob hang, uh, uh, place uh, called Ciro's and. Uh, a legend has it that there were quite a few murders there. Anyway, in the basement, there has been said to be a ghost, and many people have, have uh, witnessed it, seen it, talked to it. There's an investigation going on now. A friend of mine who's a comedian now and uh, has worked there for, since the 70s, really, uh, he uh, believes he has actually had contact with the ghost and there's a video on YouTube, but I want to do a real investigation on that. I actually contacted Chris Sumner and asked her if, if she would get involved in something like that. She definitely was interested in it, but it seems like uh, I want to do something deep there. And cause it's a, a famous place. I think it's got a lot of um, cachet as far as uh, public interest, but it, it also is a believable story because if you follow the YouTube stuff, now here's the thing in the YouTube video, He's talking to the ghost, and I don't because, and partially because I have severe tinnitus and my ears don't work so well after years and years playing rock yeah, and roll. I know uh, how that goes. I don't. I'm not hearing the ghost talk back. So that's there's ten people in the room. He's asking questions, and they're all going, oh, 
and you ha- they have the captions on about what the ghost is supposed to say, but I'm not hearing it for myself, which to me leaves me a little frustrated. Like, I want to hear it for myself. But uh, 11 to 12 people in a room claim to have had that experience and know what he's saying. They use something called a spirit box. Are you familiar with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm not too. I'm not. I'm not. Too we don't have one. Right. Would, would you guys be interested in being part of uh, that um, investigation in any way? The, the comedy show oh. Ghost Investigation. That would oh, be yeah. a I'd, cool I'd investigation. Like I, I mean, for me, for me, just knowing that mob history. Now, see, that's just something that right there, that right there, got me. Because I'm always interested in anything to do with the mob and the mafia. <laughs> yeah, so I've my done bro- a lot of I've done a lot of research on them. Yeah, I, unfor- years. unfortunately, so have I. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't intentional. <laughs> no. no, it wasn't intentional. <laughs> well, I I I think you guys got uh, you know, but I have to say. There are, uh, you know, this is a pretty crowded field right now, especially in the, in the podcasting game. There's hundreds and hundreds of podcasts that are geared towards paranormal stuff. So are you considering niching down and being specific, or, or is it far and well, satisfying? We're having too much fun. <laughs> yeah, we're having a lot of fun, and we like, to, we like to cover the field. We like to cover the whole spectrum. So. You know, it's a hobby for us, so and it's going to stay that way for as long as possible. And uh- I have to say, I'm surprised you haven't really kind of uh, looked into the flat earth. Only not because um, I'm not surprised that you might not be interested in it, but I know they're very act- I get four or five emails a day from different flat earth people. Well, who, who knows who what's going to happen um, coming out? What is it? March 2020. We're making a big move. So oh. we're going to a streaming service. Oh, called- <laughs> Uh, called Paraflex. Oh yeah, I saw that on your website. Let's plug yep. that for a minute while 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 you can. Yeah, they're gonna be yeah. what what they're calling what they're calling is gonna be the Netflix of the paranormal world. Wow! So well, you're gonna have everything from local podcasters on there to some of these. They're gonna get they're getting licenses to some of the possible Hollywood shows, but it's wow. all paranormal. All paranormal, and it's a subscription service. Very cool, so, right. and they're being launched in March of this year. That's a um, couple we're gonna weeks be away. On there. Yeah, we're going to be on there. It's going to be towards the end of March, I believe it was. Okay, so yeah, a month, month and a half away, you know. But we're not gonna, we're not gonna leave Facebook or YouTube. Gotcha. And so uh, I have the website going across uh, the bottom there. It's utterly insane productions. And they can get to all everything from there, the, the video yep. channel. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and and our our podcast is actually called Insane Asylum. Right. Oh, Insane Asylum? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought it was the Utterly Insane Podcast. Okay. Uh, thanks no. for correcting me on that. No, it's Utterly Insane Productions because we had a we, we decided to do it as a production company in case we decided to do other things as well. Gotcha. And now, how how often are you doing the the podcast? Is it still twice a week, or you would do yep. like? It's still twice a week, and it's going to stay twice a week because we got to leave that time open Fridays. for investigations. And when is it? Wednesdays and Fridays. Fridays, yeah. Wednesday and Friday, six p.m. Central Time, live on Facebook and YouTube. 
6 p.m. Central is uh, 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific. Okay. <laughs> and and so they can get there right from, from Utterly uh, Insane yep. Productions.com? Yep. Mm-hmm. There's a links and some samples of, well, not samples, some of our, what was it, the top five of last year's guests. Right. How many episodes have you done? Well, we're close as as far as the paranormal and the talk show goes we're closing in on the 100th episode wow congratulations very, very um, cool it'll be what was it march 13th well march 13th it's saturday right yeah, yeah. So. that's going to be our 100th episode we're going to have some pretty much fun like that we're going to have some uh past guests on there with us do you do a lot of uh, advanced planning, or is it basically you just kind of pick the subject, get the guest, and then kind of uh, just like this, kind of just winging it? Well, we basically wing it with the questions like you do. Um, we find it easier that way, but we do do a little research on our guests um, so we know what part right. of the paranormal field, of course, that they cover. Like, you know, we were really, I was really interested to say, you know, you mentioned uh, Chris Sumner, um, the Ma Barker house. Right, me and, too. And, and her involvement in that. I mean, that was the reason that kind of, but I go out and I look and, and I ask people and I've had a pretty positive result. And the more we've had guests on, the more easier it's been to, to find guests. And we've had a few actually come to us. Oh yeah, I have a I have a list I could send to you of people who were because I'm, uh, you know, I, I started doing paranormal stuff 31 years ago, but I my focus right now is to kind of uh, put that stuff on the back burner. I'm more for uh, ce- celebrities who end up being porn stars. Go figure, or, um, <laughs> or or any celebrities, comedians, musicians, and that kind of stuff. Actually, the porn star was a by accident. Wasn't intended. that was a fluke, wasn't it? Okay, so, so here's here's a question. So um, the, the people are going to revert back to me being a perv. When you do that show with the porn stars, there going to be nudity. <laughs> Is it going to be what? <laughs> You're going to do it Howard Stern style. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm different. For, I'm, I'm a chameleon with with guests, and people say this all the time. So I adapt to the guests. So I've had like a really prudish child uh uh author on who was who l- heard one of my shows and said man i heard some of your shows and you were dropping f-bombs and and talking about shaving the bush and all i don't think i'm right for your audience and then i told her i don't I'm not always like that and i had her on i was perfectly um well behaved and and so but so i talked to people from all but i i can guarantee you um i will probably be a little more risque with the porn star than i would with that a lady like that <laughs> But I, what I said to her is that I'm not really, I think the porn star thing is the least interesting thing about you, but in some ways it makes everything else a little more interesting, if that makes any sense. Because, yeah, yeah like uh, you don't expect a porn star, at least I don't, to have other things going on in their life, be married and have kids and be into, do a cooking show and have political opinions and, have, and, and host a podcast with political guests on it. It just doesn't seem to fit with the porn star lifestyle or what I would imagine. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, got, I got that, uh, that kind of picture blown a long time ago. <laughs> I, used to, I used to manage video rental stores, and I worked at one that 
actually carried those movies and they got a few of the porn stars in to sign autographs of the newest movies. Oh yeah. And yeah. so you got to know some of them personally. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and so they're real people. And oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. They are. I've, I've met a few. I mean, they were actually really amazing people, and and it was it was yeah. I, it it really totally changed my mind. Made it awfully hard to watch porn after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can imagine. And I think in one of her previous interviews, she said uh, people think porn stars oh, or people. She says it in the adult entertainment industry, which is something right, I have right. to remember to say. Not porn stars, adult entertainment. Right. They they uh, said that back then too. Yeah. Uh, yes. But she said people have the, this belief that they don't deserve love or they're not worthy of love. And I thought, well, that's a sad, that's a sad outlook on, on it because I, I never really thought of that in that way. Uh, I always think like if I thought anything about a, a porn star judgmental wise, I would say I could never be with one because there's no way I could ever keep a, a woman satisfied after she's been with 12 or, or uh, an entire football team. Uh, <laughs> you know, what, what am I going to bring to the table? <laughs> but so it's an interesting story. So, uh, but I don't but know. Then you, can't, then you can't be sure she's faking it or not either. You know? Right. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if there's a paranormal uh, angle in the porn star stuff though. I don't know if there is, but it, it, it could depend. <laughs> are the are the set is the set that they're um, filming on? Does it have a history? Right, there could be an angle there, and I'm going to leave it up to you guys to investigate this because, as, like I said, I'm trying to get more into like celebrities and stuff of of um, more mainstream interest than rather because it got really you know after doing it for a while it got to the point where you know i had a guy on who who was sick, claimed to be from another planet planet ooh, and he, it didn't have a name it had a frequency and he made a sound then this was the planet he was from so you know when you have day after day week after week people like that on your show at some point you start to get burnt out on it and say you know what kind of crazy freaks do we have this week uh, and so, it, it, you know, I try, I want to get away from it as much as I can now. I still do a, an occasional show on it, which is why I was happy to have you guys on it, because I want to push the people who really have that interest to your show. Go watch their show. Go listen to their show. They'll have something for you because uh, I'm, I'm really looking to laugh more. <laughs> well, laughter is good medicine. Yeah, I know. And uh, so I, I, you know, I'm led a life this is just me but i'm a one i'm a musician my whole life but a guy who was if i had my choice i would have rather have been a stand-up comic and so i'm really in in awe and envy of people who live the life of stand-up comics so i want to have a lot of them on i've had a lot of them on but i really enjoy uh getting to learn them and how they develop their their you know comedic persona and all that stuff in the character that stuff is really interesting to me at this point in my life so that that's what i'm investigating now and i'll leave and uh all the most of the paranormal stuff to you and i'll be happy to share any uh contacts i have and i have a lot of them what about the q people before i let you go have you had any of the q people on nope they they are paranormal i'm not sure i could i i'm not sure i could uh withstand um having those type of people on you know, it happened to me by accident. Yeah. It was a musician. 
a guy who was a musician and is and I should have known, but his album was called The Awakening, which is a big thing that they talk about. And I was watching one of his videos and I noticed the drummer you know how they usually have the band name on the bass drum? The drummer had a big Q on there. And I was like, wow, I wonder if that can't be Q on that. So I did the interview with the guy, and he was talking about angels and demons and UFOs and all these kind of things and, and all uh, paranormal stuff. And we got through the interview, and then off the air, he started going Q on me and started telling me how uh, Trump had a time machine. He planned all this out. He, we, Trump's uncle worked with Tesla on the time machine, and he, he wow. planned all this out. And JFK Jr. is still alive, and he was standing behind Rudy at the press conference. And But uh, they are heavily into paranormal stuff, though. Uh, and I just thought you might want to talk to him wow. about that. No, 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 no. <laughs> That'll just get us into trouble. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'd be able to control myself. No, uh, I I had a hard time convincing him because we kind of, you know, we had a guest that uh, I don't want to say who or when, but we had a guest that uh, I kind of looked at the profile a little bit closer. You know, the guy's personal profile, and I told him what the guy, you know, was one of these diehard. Trump supporters and all of this, and he's like, uh, "I'm not, I'm not coming to the show that day." And it's like, Mark, come on, we got to do this. We just signed up for Paraflex. I'm sure this guy will keep it professional, you know. But you know, but all went well, so you know, we that was be before you did careful. the paranormal. That was before you did the paranormal stuff, though. No, no, this was just recently. Oh, oh okay. You know, I, I, I had a, I warned him, and it's like, uh, you got to be careful not to slip about anything politics political we don't want to get this guy started either yeah uh, well i i get a lot of hate mail over over my positions on trump as well i mean um i don't even want to get started there but uh and the q stuff definitely not stuff that i'm happy with at all uh but you know it is, I, I, so I, when you were saying you were pissing people off i think that's a good thing that should grow your audience if even just people people like to people want to get pissed off sometimes they want to come in it would have been nice if it would have grown our audience. But oh, we yeah. Using audience. I honestly don't think he gave it enough time. Because uh, oh. my, my experience in this, it's it's a long haul. It's a long game. And so even though you might and you struggle at the beginning and lose people at the beginning, I think if you keep it up and you, you're delivering something consistent, and obviously you're onto something that you're happy with now and consistent, so God bless you. But I think if you would have stuck with that long enough, eventually you would have seen a following uh, start to develop and, and people who uh, would tune into you. I, you know, it, it takes time. Yeah. It, I it think takes that's, time, but... I, I was a little worried about getting a lot of hate mail and, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's also because of the way things were going. I knew what was coming next. I've been, Mark and I are pretty computer savvy and, and pretty smart when it comes to the computers and the internet. I knew what would happen next. I knew Facebook would be cracking down on people that would have certain points of view or whatever, or, you know, it would just give somebody to re and then you got to make a new Facebook page. It's like, no, I don't think so. Doing it this way, we're not ticking anybody off. Gotcha. We're just growing. We're growing a huge Ex following and having except fun the men it. in black. I, I understand the men in black and I understand they because uh, they know where you live yeah. uh, and they'll be coming to see you tomorrow. I will. And I'll, 
I'll smoke a big doobie with them when they get here. All right, Joe, I like your attitude. We'll sit down. I'll sit down with them with my voice recorder. See if we can't. Nice yeah, see if we can't get a nice interview in. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, speaking of, uh, you said I'll smoke a nice. Is is marijuana legal in Wisconsin? Oh, did I say not that? Yet. No, it's not. Not it, yet. It is, I. It, I it, it, the, they need medicinal. to declassify it in my book, you know. No, it is for medicinal. Okay. They, they, they got it for medicinal purposes. And actually, you can go. No, it's not. Of, not in Wisconsin. In the city of Madison, it is. Mm, you whatever. can literally smoke it in the city of Madison, and the cops will not touch you. Well, I think I'm, I can do it anywhere. Uh, I think my my medical marijuana card gets me out of jail no matter where I do because I have a Although it's not federally legal, I just got my card. I got a card a month ago, and it was like that. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. A medical marijuana card. It was like a, an amazing moment for me because, like, it was something I, when I dreamed of from childhood. <laughs> I want one. I want one. Where do I sign up? Yeah, uh, they're coming. They're actually talking about I need legalizing one. it nationwide. But you know what? The, the I don't know. I'll tell you what. Taking it off the schedule one. I'll tell you an interesting quick story here. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I used to live in Madison up until about five years ago, and it wasn't legal there. Okay. <laughs> but because what I did as a security officer, private investigator, I knew a lot of city of Madison police officers. And I also went to school with them at MATC when I took police science there. Okay, I got a neighbor that was like really bad, have her stereo up so loud that things were falling off my wall. So I called the cops. He gets her to shut her music down. He comes back over and knocks on my door and he comes in and he sits down. I had a pipe sitting there, a little baggie sitting there. And you could smell it because I just took a hit. He didn't say nothing. He was just like, hey, is that PlayStation you're playing over there? You know, what game is that? And it's like, oh, you know, mind if I come in for a little bit? Sat there for about 10, 15 minutes. We were talking, having a hell of a time till she turned up her stereo again. She thought he was gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you I hope you get at least uh, some medical uh, legalization there soon. Uh, it wasn't here for a long time. We could, You could get like edibles and stuff, but you can get smokables here until six months ago. And so so far, yeah, so far it's everywhere around us except right. here, but maybe Evers will get it done, you know. I got I got my first order delivered to my house, which is oh, that'd be amazing. cool. That's <laughs> amazing thing, man. I'm telling you, I'm like the 15 year old me would be having a wet dream if he knew what I was doing. <laughs> <right here. laughs> this sitting home waiting for my uh, best marijuana you, money can buy delivery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool stuff. Well, it's been a pleasure to get to know you guys. I yeah, wish you a, you a lot of success uh, with the podcast. I will stay in touch. And but, but if you like me to, I will send you sure. guests, get, you know, yeah. the paranormal guests that I've had who might be interested. All right, sure. Yeah, go ahead. All right, cool. Well, thanks for coming. You guys have a great night, and thanks. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. Stay well. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Put Me in the Story. Put Me in the Story creates personalized books for kids. 
by taking best-selling children's picture books and well-loved characters and allowing you to create personalized books that make your child the star of the story alongside their favorite characters. Save 25% store-wide when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code SAVE25. We're also sponsored by Lovely. Lovely is your online stop for modern, irresistible, and affordable women's clothing. Never before has dressing yourself been so easy. Lovely's carefully curated selection of apparel, accessories, and outerwear are always on trend and always available at the web's best prices. Lovely is dedicated to delivering high-quality clothing to women that will make them look and feel their best. They believe every woman has the right to dress well and shouldn't have to spend a lot to love how she looks. They make it easy to wear outfits you love every day, giving you the confidence to take on the world. Lovely.com summer fashion trends are now 40% off, starting at just $5.99. Get an extra 18% off when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code JFT18. We're also sponsored by VaporDNA. Founded in 2013, VaporDNA is the premier online vape store offering an industry-leading selection of electronic cigarettes, e-liquids, and accessories. Their friendly and knowledgeable customer service team is always ready to provide the best customer service experience to ensure you find what you're looking for. They guarantee their products to be 100% genuine and at the lowest possible price. They're so confident in their selection and customer service, they offer their customers a 45-day refund policy. Save 20% when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code ORIONQ. Mark and Joe from uh, the Insane Asylum podcast, Utterly Insane Productions, the link's in the description. I hope you enjoyed this program. Hope uh, it seemed like good guys. Um, you know, when, when it comes to the paranormal stuff, I am definitely what I consider a skeptic, somebody who keeps an open mind. But I have to ask tough questions like, what's your proof? Why do you come? Why do you have that belief? And, and these kind of things. And sometimes that puts people on the defensive. I don't mean to do that. I'm just trying to get to the bottom. Why? Why? Why do you believe what you believe? Uh, what's the evidence for it? So I hope you enjoyed this program. I hope you tell your friends about it. I hope you subscribe. Go to my YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Go to MindDogTV.com and get on my mailing list. Also, questions and comments for me, info at MindDogTV.com, info at MindDogTV.com. Almost made it to a whole week here. Tomorrow, who do we have? Tomorrow at 1 p.m., we have Natasha Dean, who is an author, and uh, we'll have another uh, edition of Meet the Author. And then um, at... 8 p.m. we have Georgia Woodbine, who's a New York girl who is all about success in life coaching and life hacks and all that kind of stuff. That's tomorrow at 8 p.m. So join me tomorrow at 1 p.m. and 8 p.m. Till then, I'm Matt Apple for the Mind Dog TV Podcast. Have a great night. Thanks for coming. All that stuff. Bye for now.
me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. 